You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And I want you to know that God neither sleeps nor slumbers. And sometimes we simply need to rest in his presence, knowing that daddy's got it covered. That he can do both. He can both comfort you and give you a good night's rest and also fight your battles while you sleep. Sometimes being a Christian in this world can seem lonely and difficult. Thankfully, the Holy Spirit is your helper as you navigate this life as a Christian. Today, Pastor Gary will be exhorting you to spend intimate time with the Lord in His Word so that you can discern what's of the Spirit and what's of this world. As you walk with the Lord, the Spirit of God will be continually molding you more and more into the image of Jesus. Propose to imitate the Lord and not the trends of this world. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Romans chapter 8 as he continues his message, The Holy Helper. He himself comes down to where we are and personally tends to our dilemmas with us. It means to strive to obtain with others. God striving with you. God working with you in your dilemma, facing your trouble with you, alongside you. Nothing is any more encouraging than when one faces a challenge too big for himself and then others come alongside and help. Have you ever been in a situation where someone stepped down into your life and helped you in your greatest time of need? That is an unforgettable moment, is it not? You will never forget those who were there for you in your darkest hours. Can I tell you that you have a friend tonight that sticketh even closer than a brother? That he comes alongside you to help you. He gets shoulder to shoulder with you. He gets up under the burden with you. The Bible said he took our infirmities. The Bible said that he bore our sorrows and carried our griefs. He was acquainted with all of our sorrows. Can I get an amen? amen. He got up under the load with me. He didn't just leave me to my own uh, devices. Thank God he didn't leave me there alone, but he bore the load with me. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That's after he said, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. He's asking you to come in up under the strength of his burden bearing capabilities. I'm told that, uh, that uh, farmers sometimes when they're training young oxen, you correct me if I'm wrong because I've not studied this out and I've never seen it personally, but I heard it preached one time and I assume that it's right, okay? Uh, so if I'm wrong, you tell me. You farmers, you, I'm sure you will be sure to let me know I'm wrong, but I'm told that sometimes uh, to train a young oxen, they'll yoke it up with the stronger oxen and, and it'll learn how to, uh, to walk alongside and to get used to that, uh, that yoke around its neck. Am I right? Anybody know you're nodding your head? And it sounds sounds good to me. Amen. And I got to thinking about that. 
And, uh, you know, that young oxen ain't strong enough to pull that load. Who's really pulling the load? It's the older one, isn't it? You reckon when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, is, is he inviting us to carry his load or is he just saying, why don't you just come along and watch how I do things? He said, take my yoke upon you, and he didn't say then do some heavy lifting. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. In other words, watch and learn, boys. <laughs> watch and learn see we have a savior who didn't just come alongside us but he lifted the load off of us when we when we would have crushed beneath its weight he took it upon himself and he didn't just help us he did the job all by himself actually we didn't we, we really can't take any credit for what he did he is our helper it means to take hold with Another, I'm glad. It also means to cooperate. Think of God as your co-laborer. That you have a co-op agreement with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he said, I will work with you. Isn't that powerful? That's powerful. Amen. I appreciate something. Brother Otis, you may not remember telling me this. When we first come here and I, I, I was, uh, Brother Otis uh, learned that he was a sound man, he, he said something I'll never forget. He said, now, I don't work for you. I work with you. And, and that's much more powerful. Amen. It's much more powerful because he's saying we're going to do this together and make it right and make it work. And I love that, don't you? And that's what God's saying to you. Work with me. I'll work with you. Let's do this thing together. But how can you work together except you be in agreement? Amen. And, and sometimes our trouble is that we're not willing to work in agreement with God's way of handling it. So he helps our infirmities, but sometimes before he can help us, we've got to come into agreement with his plan and his strategy. Amen. So he gives us his spirit who leads us and guides us into all truth. Amen. Who teaches us his word, illumines our heart and minds and understanding to what the scriptures say, so that in our lack of understanding, he begins to teach us how to take the yoke of Jesus upon ourselves. Isn't that good? And so we see who it is working with us. We see what he does. He helps us. And now notice what he helps us with. If you look up this word infirmities, he, uh, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. That's a big word. This word infirmities means lack of strength in many areas. Let me give you those areas that were defined in the dictionary. Lack of strength in body. I'm glad that God can still heal and give you strength to face another day, even in your physical body. Somebody say amen right there. It also means lack of strength of soul. If your soul is uh, hungry, if your soul is thirsty, if you're melancholy and sad and depressed, uh, the Bible says he restoreth my soul. Amen. It also means lack of strength in understanding. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and shall be given him. It means God will not hold back the amount of wisdom that you need if you'll just ask for it. 
Isn't that wonderful? I'm glad that when I'm facing a situation, I have to ask God for wisdom a lot. And, 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 and you do too, if you'll, if you'll be honest. Amen. Uh, we have to ask God for wisdom because why would we go to anyone else when we can go to the one that knows it all? We go to him and we ask for wisdom and God gives us what we need to understand. Call unto me, he said, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So he helps us when we lack understanding. He helps us when there's lack of strength, listen, to do great and glorious things. You say, uh, I, I believe that what God is asking me to do is a great and glorious task, but it's too big for me. Well, number one, you're right about that. It is too big for you. And what God has asked me to do for him is too big for me. Uh, I'd venture to say that if God asks you to do something with your, within your own personal realm of ability, it's not really God asking you to do it. Uh, why would he ask you to do something that wouldn't require his help, that wouldn't require your faith in him to assist? When, when God finds, uh, when the Bible says that, uh, that, that it is impossible to please him without faith, then why would he ask us to do anything that didn't require faith that would bring pleasure to him? So I believe that God always calls us to a task that is greater than us. That's why we, I believe, I believe it's why we call, uh, the Great Commission just that. The Great Commission is a task too daunting for any one of us. It's a task too big for any one singular church. But if we will cooperate with Jesus, amen, and do our part in our neck of the woods, in our part of the world, and everybody else will cooperate and do their part where God has called them, then the whole earth can be canvassed with the gospel of Christ. But we have to work with him. We have to work with our helper, and he can give us the strength through him to do great and glorious things. This word infirmities means also lack of strength to restrain corrupt desires. Don't raise your hand. Have you ever been there? Sometimes we're tempted by the old devil and we're tempted by the old flesh. And sometimes our strength fails us to restrain from uh, indulging in the sins of the flesh or the lusts of the flesh or the lust of the eyes or the pride of life. But the Spirit helpeth us. He gives restraining power. The Bible says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You want to know how to overcome that addiction? Walk in the Spirit. It's really simple, and it's not that complicated. We're the ones that complicate it. You want to know how to learn to be, live a spirit-filled life? Well, you fill your heart and mind up with the words of the Spirit of God, a.k.a. His Word. <laughs> Amen. Y'all know what the Bible is? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Fill your heart and mind up with the Word of God. And you will inevitably become filled with the Spirit. Because the Word of God introduced to a child of God will bear fruit. Maybe 30%. Maybe 60. Could be 100. But I believe the more we yield to the Word of God, the more Spirit-filled we are. It's really simple, isn't it? 
It's not mystical. It's not spooky. It's not crazy. Amen. It's just yielding to the beautiful, powerful, flawless Word of God and letting the Spirit of God permeate our thoughts, our minds, our attitudes. I've often said the Bible is the only book that you sit down and read and the author sits down with you. Amen. The author goes with his book. And uh, you say, I don't believe the Bible. You keep reading it long enough, you'll become a believer because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You'll do one or two things. You'll keep reading it or you'll put it down and walk away from it, but you can't be neutral. Amen. You read it long enough, it will make a believer out of you. I believe that because the word of God has the power. That's how the spirit's going to help you to be filled with him. You're going to have to fill your heart and mind with the knowledge of his word because Jesus even taught the disciples said uh, that, uh, that the Spirit of God will bring things to their remembrance that he taught them. Well, let me ask you a simple question. How can the Spirit of God bring to your remembrance the words of life if you've never been exposed to them? To bring it to remembrance means you have to have at some point heard or seen those words. And so we have to give the Holy Spirit the Word of God with which to work. It is called, the Word of God is literally called the sword of the Spirit. Imagine the Spirit of God in the life of a believer tied down in a corner of his heart with his hands tied behind his back not even able to wield the sword of God's Word in your life simply because you will not Fill your mind with God's Word. Do you realize that when you don't expose yourself to the Word of God as the Lord, as the Lord subscri subscribes, that you're, tying, you're literally tying God's hands behind His back in your life? It would be like asking a, a soldier to go to war without a sword. How can you expect the Spirit of God to sling the sword of God's Word when you haven't even filled your heart and mind with the Word? So you've got to get this word in you. And when you get this word in you, the Spirit of God has the material with which to deliver you out of all your troubles, to help you in all your dilemmas. There is an answer to literally every problem that you will ever face in this life, this side of heaven. It's in the word of God, and you may not even understand it right now, but if you'll sow the seed in your heart, the Spirit of God will bring that seed to life one day, even if you, when you least expect it. That's how he helps you. Amen. So, so feast upon the word. Consume the word. Amen. Let the word get in you. Uh, thy word, I believe it was the psalmist David that said this, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against God. And I love it. I love how the Holy Spirit works because I've had this happen many times. Many of you have too. When you're going through a situation and you need some strength and you need some help, and you need some wisdom, Holy Spirit is so awesome to bring up a scripture that speaks to you and to the specificity of your situation. And I'm just thankful that somewhere along the way, that word was sowed in my heart so that the Holy Spirit could help me in that moment. And, and I believe that he's powerful enough. Don't get me wrong. He's powerful enough to feed the infant. 
Christian, the, the one who does, is not uh, skilled in the word, uh, desiring the sincere milk of the word that he may grow thereby. Thank God the Holy Spirit is powerful enough to aid and assist those who don't know how to study well, who don't know how to read well, but who have a hunger and an appetite. And even if you don't have the understanding, he can bring somebody to you. He can put somebody in your path. The Holy Spirit has connections. Amen. But he can help you no matter where you are in your spiritual growth and development. But I tell you this, it'll transform your life if you'll give him more to work with. It will blow your mind at how different your life will be one year from now if you fully commit to filling your heart and mind with God's word. Just one year. I'd say this one week could make a, a, the difference of a lifetime. But I challenge you for the next year to read your word more consistently and more intently than you ever have before in your life. And you watch and see if the Spirit of God does not wield the sword of God in your life to a degree that dramatically changes things in your life or the life of those you love and care for the most. He helps us. Amen. And He empowers us to restrain from corrupt desires. Are you listening, young men? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto, according to thy word. Amen. You want to know how to avoid temptation and live a, a life of purity? Live by this book. And this book can give you the power that you need to overcome the temptations that may come your way, that will come your way. Amen. And then the lack of strength to bear trials and troubles. This is sometimes the toughest one, isn't it? When you're faced with insurmountable obstacles or pressures or problems that are beyond any human's capability of fixing or solving. I don't know if that describes anything that you may be facing in your life tonight, but I need you to know that he's there to even help with those impossibilities. And I'm glad that we can lean on his strength, that even when we don't understand his ways, we can trust his word. And we can, and we can watch and see just how God is going to handle it. One of the dark seasons in my life of recent years was when I was, I felt like I was under so much pressure that I just didn't know how I could go on, Brother John. Overburdened, overworked, stressed to the max, feeling inadequate, feeling like a failure in ministry. I found myself in the presence of God one day. And it was as if the Lord spoke to me and said, Rest, my child. I'll, I'll handle it. While you're sleeping, joy will come in the morning. You just get some rest. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And I want you to know that God neither sleeps nor slumbers and sometimes we simply need to rest in His presence knowing that Daddy's got it covered. That He can do both. He can both comfort you and give you a good night's rest and also fight your battles while you sleep. 
there's no need in stressing to the max and letting your health deteriorate to nothing over stressful situations that you have absolutely no power to control when you can give it to God and rest in his presence. And I'm not pretending like that's an easy thing to do. But I am saying that the Spirit can help you do it. He can help you. He can help you get there. Where when it's overwhelming and it's daunting and there, there is no solution in your mind, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we don't even know what to pray or how to talk to God about it. I would sometimes ask God about things and want to talk to Him about troubles. Don't even know how to approach God with it. Don't even know exactly what to say to Him about it. And, and the Scripture is teaching us that if we'll just come to Him, even if but to sit in His presence. You know, you remember the Scripture where it said, we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Amen. He knows the feelings of your infirmities. He feels your pain. And that taught me, connected to this verse, that sometimes we get in His presence. And He translates the aches of our heart into a prayer to the Father on our behalf. And, and I don't see anything mystical about this. Some would teach that this is a reference to speaking or praying in an, uh, a heavenly prayer language. I don't see that in the Scripture. Because it simply says, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. No, this is far beyond the ability to articulate in any language on the human side of things. This is to know that tears are a language God understands. This is to know that when you can do nothing but grieve in His presence in your aches and pains, that He feels your pain, He lifts your soul, He speaks to the Father on your behalf, and you are thereby helped, and you can leave that prayer room knowing that it's going to be okay even if it's still currently not okay. Have you ever been there? If not, you can get there. You can get to a place to where you can walk with trouble on every side. And though a thousand fall at thy right side and ten thousand at thy right hand, you know that it will not come nigh you because God gave you something better than understanding. He gave you a peace that he's got it under control. Now, if that don't help you, I don't know what will. I don't have all the answers, but I know the answer. And his name is Jesus Amen. And when we can't put it in words, he's interpreting the feelings of our infirmities to God the Father on our behalf. And the most powerful prayers are not those you utter with your lips, but those you convey in the presence of the Father through grief that he turns into prayers for you. And I want you to learn that in those moments, it is not necessarily what you articulate it's not about how fancy you pray sometimes we get caught up in our form our, our the formality of prayer and the delivery of prayer and the wording of prayer and and we're looking for that picture perfect biblical prayer and we feel like we have failed in our prayers because 
uh, we, we pray so inadequately and, and, and all of that. And what God is simply saying tonight, just come to him. He can make your prayer work even if it's feeble and humble and inadequate in your own heart and mind. The key to it is pray. Just come to him and pray. And he can answer any prayer, whether it's uttered beautifully or not uttered at all. But just groaned in his presence. Amen. You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. If you enjoyed today's message, we invite you to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast app. Be sure to share these with your friends and family, too. This could be a great way to start a conversation about Christ and study the Word together. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like to request prayer, please get in touch with Pastor Gary by emailing contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L dot com. True North is a ministry of Gary Cottle Ministries. You can find out more by visiting our website, garycoddle.com. Would you like to come worship with Pastor Gary? Simply visit garycoddle.com for more details on where he pastors and how you can plan a visit. If you're not in the area, we still encourage you to find a local church body where you can learn from God's Word and spend time with other believers. It will be a place for you to grow in faith, find support, and serve in ways you are uniquely designed to. With that, our time with you has come to a close today. Join Pastor Gary next time for more right here on True North.